Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Podcast in a Pear Tree. I'm Danielle. I'm Samantha. And I'm Aaron Lee. And welcome to a special edition where we are going to have a Queens of Christmas doubleheader episode. And we will Woo-hoo! be not one, but two films. Yeah, two queens. One is our newly minted queen of Hallmark, who is Lacey Chabert with Haul Out the Holly. And then the second film we'll be checking out is on GAC. I think we're calling yeah, it Gak, Gak, which is a Christmas present with Candace Cameron Bure. We are going to take a look at these films. We'll go in chronological order with Hall at the Holly first, and then we'll do a Christmas present. Sorry, I know there's like the three dots. It's like a Christmas dot, dot, dot. Pre- so I feel like I need to do that. Yeah, you need to do, do the pause. Because it's present as in present moment, but also a gift. It's like a play on words. <laughs> Nothing to do with the ghost of Christmas present, which makes me a little sad. That was there was some real possibility there, but we had to watch it to figure out what we meant by the title, which we will get to. But first, anybody watch anything else aside from these two films? Because, you know, we had a long weekend. We did. This is our first recording after Thanksgiving. So we have transitioned. We are no longer pre-gaming, folks. Mm -hmm. We are like making our way into the stadium for the main event. We're not deep Christmas yet. I think deep Christmas hits around December 5th. But we're making our way into the stadium. We, we, we're, you know, we're at the ticket taker section. So we're really excited about this. Um, where was I going? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you watch anything. That's what I was going to I, like, yeah. I have two that I want to mention. First okay. of all, Danielle, you inspired me last week to watch Christmas with the Golden Dragon. Oh, okay. And I just want to support your comments on that 100%. Um, I found it to be delightful and touching. I had a tear at the end of the movie. It was really wonderful. So please, Danielle told you about it. Check out Christmas at the Golden Dragon. Oh. The other one I wanted to mention is a little out of left field for us, but I checked out Spirited on Apple TV. Oh, ah. i commercials uh, for that. Yeah, this stars Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds, and Octavia Spencer. It's a musical tap Mm -hmm. dance spin on A Christmas Carol, which I really enjoyed. We had a lot of fun watching it. The dancing is incredible. Who knew that Ryan Reynolds and Octavia Spencer could sing? I didn't. I knew Will Ferrell could sing a little bit, but I did not know Ryan Reynolds and Octavia Spencer could. It was a lot of fun. Also a twist on A Christmas Carol where we're seeing it from the ghost's perspective. Ah. I've never seen that, but that's the second movie this year that I've watched where it's A Christmas Carol from the ghost's perspective. And I liked it. You mentioned that. What was the Mm -hmm. film called again? It was Ghosts of Christmas Always. Right. Ghosts of Christmas Always. Now, if you're only going to watch one movie, about a Christmas Carol ghosts, I will say watch Spirited. <laughs> Unless you can't stand musicals and then watch the other one. But if you like a toe tap and musical, check out Spirited on Apple TV+. Plus. I definitely want to check it out just for Ryan Reynolds singing. I didn't know about that either. He, you know, I saw a TV interview that he did on the Kelly Clarkson show and all three of them actually were on it. And Ryan Reynolds himself was also surprised about his <laughs> <laughs> capabilities. He's like, you know, it's really hard. <laughs> yes. It is. But I think it's the same team that did The Greatest Showman and right. Dear Evan Hansen. And I think they cast the movie before they wrote it and then they wrote the song 
songs in the vocal ranges of these three performers. I'm not buying an album from Ryan Reynolds anytime soon. <laughs> I don't think he's cutting a demo. But it's like when Gwyneth Paltrow sings or something like that. It, yeah, it's not as bad as Pierce Brosnan trying to sing in Mamma Mia. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Brosnan. Pierce. You're a great actor, but no. <laughs> well... It was Thanksgiving weekend, and I feel like now I'm deep into the season. I binged so many movies over the weekend. Over yeah, the you weekend. did. <laughs> How are <laughs> tell us? Kept, kept hearing about them. I was like, oh, I saw some of these. I feel like I'm late to the game. Like, Danielle's like, oh, I watched those in October. <laughs> <laughs> but I really loved um, A Kismet Christmas, which Love is that. kind of like a... I don't know, a Christmas practical magic kind of movie. I really liked it. Was. It, it where really they, was. Yeah, where, you know, the grandma makes these like magical cookies and you dream of the love of your life. And uh, it's just, it's really, really wonderful and delightful. And I loved it. And I feel like it's still going to be in my top five for the season so far. I really enjoyed it. Some other ones that I watched, Christmas at the Drive-In with Danica McKellar, which is my first <laughs> GAC film. And that's... That one, I couldn't believe that she actually was in it because it was so cheesy and bad. <laughs> I mean, the last one that she did on Hallmark was better than that. And she's done better ones on Hallmark. I was I was pretty disappointed in this one. It was almost like she was overdoing it, like she was overacting. It was a departure from what she's done in the past. So I was kind of disappointed in that one. So I don't really recommend it, even though they're promoting it like crazy. Yeah. But um, it's not as good as the, pro- the promos. <laughs> Totally. Um, I mean, I saw that with you, Samantha. I feel like also like the the male lead, it was just hard to believe. It was just, oh yeah. The chemistry was not working. It's like, all right, I'm checked out. I've started it. I haven't finished it yet, but I definitely see where you're coming from. I didn't believe them as a couple. No. And I didn't believe how obsessed she was with that drive-in. Like she was so obsessed with it. I did a lot of binging. I feel like there's more that I'm missing out on, but hey, I don't want to take up the whole episode talking about what I binged over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of binge-worthy things. But we'll go ahead and just dive on into the first of two films that we'll be reviewing. So the first one is going to be Haul Out the Holly. So just the basic setup for this is Lacey Chabert is Emily. And Emily has just recently broken up with her boyfriend and decides to spend holidays at home. And her parents are big Christmas enthusiasts. And then they are like, yeah, spend it here. But the minute she shows up, they decide that, hey, we're going to go to Florida because we want to move there. And they kind of ditch her and she's kind of stuck being at her house. And apparently the neighborhood has these high expectations, a very intense HOA that is headed by a very intense HOA president named Jared, who happens to be a childhood friend of Emily's. And there you have it, y'all, the setup. So what do we think of this film? I loved it. I thought it was really cute. I thought it was really, really cute. I think Lacey has stepped into the role of Hallmark's Christmas Queen so well. She has been great in all of her promos for Countdown to Christmas. I already have the Hallmark movie checklist app, but if I did she would have gotten me to download it. You know, I think it's funny in one of her promos, she said that this was her first Hallmark Christmas movie rom-com, but I disagree. I disagree. Wasn't Castle Heart a Hallmark Christmas movie rom-com? Lacey, I disagree. I think you've been in 
Hallmark Christmas movie rom-coms before. I don't think they've been as funny as this one. This one actually got me to laugh. I don't think they've been as good in general, except for what's the one where she marries the prince and Jane Seymour's the A queen. royal Christmas. That, that is- one's good. And I feel like Hall of the Holly is on that level. I feel like she's the new face of Hallmark and she came out and smashed it with this film. If she would have brought out the film from last year, the Castle Heart one, that would have been a downer. So I'm glad she came out on top with this one. It was light. It was fun. And I don't know. What did you think, Danielle? Yeah, no, I agree. Very cute rom-com. But you can also tell that they put more effort into this. The details, the acting, the male lead who plays Jared did a really good job. Very believable. You know, he was the very, well, I don't know how to, very stern HOA president and just making sure that she was meeting all the requirements for Christmas cheer for the neighborhood and taking after her parents, which is kind of hilarious. But he did such a good job. I really think that Wes Brown, the actor, did a great job walking a fine line between being stern and being lovable Mm -hmm. because I never disliked him. I totally bought into him and his excitement for the holidays. It's it's a tough job. It's a tough job as an actor to walk that line of I have to be stern, but I have to be lovable at the same time. I also want to commend his stylist in this because Mm -hmm. I said I I wanted all of his clothes. I was like, I want that jacket. I want that jacket. I want that scarf. I want that shirt. I wanted his glasses. Yeah. Was not one Hook me up with your stylist, man. <laughs> he was not a one-dimensional second character to the lead. Well, and it's a major step up from check-in to Christmas, which I love, by the way, but it was super cheesy. But I didn't even really remember him being in that film. I saw him and I was like, where have I seen him before? I looked him up and I was like, oh, check-in to Christmas. That one was super duper cheesy. This one, he was Absolutely fantastic. And we can all have a laugh because, you know, HOAs are silly like that. And I felt like it was just fun to poke fun at that. We all kind of experience that or know somebody who lives in a neighborhood that's like that. So I really like that whole storyline. It was a fun film. Yeah, 100%. I also want to call out, they have a really fantastic supporting cast here. Stephen Tobolowski and Melissa Peterman. These are both well-known character actors. Stephen Tobolowski was on the first episode of Glee. Melissa Peterman. She starred on Reba, which was Reba McIntyre's sitcom. And they were really fantastic, Um, especially when playing off of each other. I particularly liked one moment where Stephen Tobolowsky was like, I've been free since last Friday. And she's like, you've been free since the 80s. (laughs) There were a lot of really great one-liners. She also at one point... (laughs) that she had a PhD in arts and crafts and a minor in scrapbooking. And then they called that back. Later on, Lacey Chabert said, oh, you're magical. And she's like, it's not magic. It's an advanced degree. (laughs) I really, really enjoyed that as well. I also love the nod to Notting Hill where she's like, I'm just a girl in front of a boy asking him to be the perfect Santa Claus. I thought that was great. That was brilliant. What about the nod to the 90s sitcom, Samantha? You're into the 90s sitcoms when he dances the Christmas Carlton? Yes, yes. That was fabulous. There's just so many good little moments in this film that just make you feel warm and cozy inside. I highly recommend it. I loved it. I'd watch it again. I do have to mention an inside joke for my parents. Obviously, my parents, George and Vicky, listen to the podcast, but 
mom, dad, they used rebar for the snowman. That had structure. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Inside joke. My mom and dad will laugh. That's for you guys. They did have perfectly shaped snowmen on some of them. I was like, mm, is this supposed to be real snow or is this like some cheesy set design? That they I'm were right pretty now? clearly. It, it was funny because I was watching it and I was like, oh, I think those are pretty clearly styrofoam balls, not yeah. snowballs. But then the one that Lacey Chabert and Wes Brown was working on was done really well. So it's the secondary snowman that they didn't pay much attention to, but the hero snowman looked really good. Mm-hmm. They're like, no one's going to notice those back there. But little do they know, we have eagle eyes for this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So If we want to get nitpicky, when they had that snowball fight, which I thought one of the best snowball fights I've seen in a Hallmark movie, and the fact that Stephen Tobolowsky is like, no rules, anything goes, <laughs> was really fun. But they pulled back in a drone shot, and that road was dry. There was oh, no, no way that road is dry <laughs> in the middle of this massive snowball fight. I love the movie, don't get me wrong, but one of the things that confused me was it seemed at certain points like the whole neighborhood was supposed to be in on something that Lacey Chabert was not. Um, Right, yes. For example, when she first video chatted with her parents and she agreed to come home, they had a Christmas tree up in their house and then they had a shot after they hung up the phone of them like taking the Christmas tree down. And there's scenes where the people are running back, but they're very careful not to let Lacey Chabert see them. So I was very confused by that. I was like, is the master plan to get uh, Emily and Jared together? And if so, is Jared in on the master plan or not? So I was a little confused by that aspect. That's a good point because there are lots of times also where the townspeople or I'm saying townspeople were not in like a, an actual town it is literally like everyone on the street yeah the like neighborhood on lane. yeah everyone on evergreen lane they're like you're gonna ruin it you're gonna mess it up for emily but what is it and I, I don't think i understood what everyone was insinuating was it the fact that they wanted to have emily want to stay because they knew that she would be inheriting the house i don't understand i think maybe it was a setup and i think so jared was in on it and he knew because he liked her since they were little kids Mm-hmm. So I think maybe it was a setup, but they didn't make that clear. Which no, was but I did like the part where the little girl was like, have you guys held hands yet? And she's like asking them the <laughs> questions and then no filter. <laughs> The parents are like, we've just taught her to like, you know, speak her mind. And if you see something, say something. And the, and the mom, and the mom like, is like, we're not at the airport. airport honey. Yeah. <laughs> I loved that part. So I felt like it was, yeah, maybe just a giant setup by the whole neighborhood. Like he's the eligible bachelor. Kind of like when a mom wants her son to get set up with somebody. I felt like the whole neighborhood wanted him to get set up or something. I don't know. And I just want to say one more thing about the ending. Wow. That is one giant house for one tiny Lacey Chabert. Oh my gosh. I did not get over it. I was like, that house is gigantic. It is so big. It is so beautiful. I don't know. I want to know what do her parents parents do? What occupation do they have where they can afford to buy and maintain that house because it's beautifully maintained and at the same time have time to decorate for Christmas like they do? It was insane. I, I mean, want that job. Was in they're, Utah, they're certainly so not event cheaper. coordinators. <laughs> oh, definitely not. Maybe, maybe um, our salaries in Utah. I don't know. <laughs> 
what I did like also overall was just that in addition to the this balance of like comedy, some a little bit of romance, the neighborhood itself coming together as Santa's helpers, they really brought on the festiveness. That in itself probably could be its own spin-off movie. I could see that and having like mini stories happening. So if they do that next year, I'll understand. You want love actually in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, I think I was inspired after what was it at Christmas, Christmas at the Golden, Golden Dragon. Dragon. Last thing and then we'll move on to a Christmas present. I loved at the end when she took his citation pad and wrote Aww. kiss me on it as the punishment so to speak. I just heart melted. Heart melted. Yes. And beautiful handwriting by the way. Of course, it's Lacey Chabert. I know. I love the bold ask, though, that she made the bold ask rather yes. than waiting for the guy to do it. It's just like, yes, that's why this was a very believable situation, a believable couple. It worked out quite nice. So what are we saying on that one? I, I think we're all repeat watchers. I am oh, yeah. a repeat watcher. I don't think I looked at my phone once. <laughs> I'm like, there was no candy to crush. No, it was great. It was great. I'd watch it again for sure. Like if it came on, I would be like, yeah, I'll sit down and watch this one one more time. I already have. <laughs> Strong outing here. All right. Um, so we're going to switch gears now again, because this is our double header Queen of Christmas. And we're switching networks to Great American Family or Great American Christmas Gack, as we've been calling it, to Candace Cameron Bray's new home and the film A Christmas present. Again, the dots are intentional. It's a pause. So that's why we're kind of leaning on to that to some effect. Uh, this is a very different film. Not uh, We just talked about a really fun, cute rom-com and now we're switching gears to a more dramatic approach. Essentially, just the setup for the story is Candace Cameron Bray's character. She's a mom. Her name is Maggie. They live in Chicago with her family. She has her husband and two kids and they decide to go visit her brother, Paul, and daughter, Ashley, who just recently lost their mom and it's their first Christmas with that loss. So they decide to go there. And then that's kind of where our story takes us. That is where our story takes us. <laughs> Can I just mention that while I was watching it during the commercial break, it was saying that GAC was the fastest growing network. And I was just like, is it? Are they just saying that? But maybe because it, it might be the crazy. only growing network. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one is, you know, it's different. It's, it's different. I feel like Candace Cameron Bure, it's more of a niche thing for her. I feel like she's in her element in this movie movie as far as what she feels like she probably wants to be but I feel like it is a major departure from her light whimsical fun this Hallmark is no films. a shoe addicts Christmas no this isn't or like switched, at Christmas. switched for Christmas no. this isn't a Christmas detour this is a major detour from that you know um, it's funny she's been saying I want to do the movies that my family likes to watch and I was like so your family likes to watch boring movies <laughs> Because this was a little boring for me. I felt it was very repetitive. I felt like Candace Cameron Bray told her brother about her problems. And then he told her, go to church. And that he and his wife were having problems. And then they solved it by coming together and going to church. And then her husband, Eric, comes to his brother-in-law and says, oh, our marriage is kind of rocky right now. And he says the exact same thing. I felt like we went in circles over and over and over and over again. And I'm like... You guys do something different. 
totally agree with you. It's really hard to pull off like a more dramatic film. And so it has to be really good. In this particular situation, I get it. It's supposed to be drama and pulling at heartstrings, but there really was no comedy. More importantly, there was no climax and hence no denouement situation where we get to like feel like there's something that a resolution at the end. So when the movie ended, I was like, oh, okay, I guess that's the end. <laughs> it was... I didn't feel like we went anywhere. Yeah, I felt that too. I mean, I think it had potential in the beginning with the storyline of our family. We're just so busy. We cannot get it together. And I felt like that was a very realistic scenario in in a lot of families where you don't have time Mm -hmm. for each other. You're busy with work, la la la. But then, Mm -hmm. yeah, you're right. It just kind of went and it just kind of felt flat. It had moments where it was, you know, heartfelt as far as dealing with loss in your family at Christmas. Mm -hmm. It had a lot of potential. But yeah, you're right. It kind of just kept going in the same circle. And then it just kind of ended. Very anticlimactic. I was also frustrated with Paul and his daughter, Ashley. This is the brother and the niece of Candace Cameron Bray's character, Maggie. I'm sorry. She had some fun activities planned for them that I want to participate in. And they're like, oh, no, we just want to stay home. But it's okay. We're fine. We're over the death of my wife and mother, but we don't want to go on all these fun activities and adventures. I'm like, she took them to a Christmas themed escape room. That That was cool. Fun. Selfies with Santa with all those different stations. Sherry and I were watching. We were both like, let's go there. Yeah. I don't have a selfie stick, but I will buy one to go there. (laughs) So, you know, they were doing some fun things and I was really kind of excited about those things. And then they were kind of pooing on fun Christmas activities saying, oh no, it's much better just to stay home. (laughs) (laughs) But didn't they also say when Candace Cameron Bure was like, oh, we're going to come and spend Christmas with you and do all this. And they were like, well, we have other things that we're planning to do too. Didn't they say that? They were planning to stay home (laughs) and make Christmas cookies. They wanted to do a low key Christmas in Ohio. Yeah. They, they're trying to tell her, Hey, Candace, we don't, want to spend Christmas with you. We want one on our own this year. And she wasn't having it. And then when she got there, she was like talking to him about, you know, the loss of his wife. And he was like, you know, I'm getting, I've gotten over it. I'm okay now. I realize she's here with us all the time. And you know, love is everywhere and all this. And then she's like, yeah, but you're like still sad though. And he's like, no, no, I'm not. I'm this and this and this. And then she's like, yeah, but you're sad though. And I'm like, oh my God, this (laughs) conversation is driving me crazy. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, homework to, she was really pushing a little too much. Yeah, she was coming off a little strong. Last problem (laughs) from me. Among many, there are others. But for me, I was really frustrated by the daughter, Ashley. The way she was acting and the lines she had, I would have pegged her at five, maybe six. And I think they had like a 12 or 13 year old playing the part. I was like, that girl is way too mature to be saying that. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. But I will say the the brother, he can quote the Bible like nobody's business. Like he knows every Bible verse. Paul, Paul, Paul learned a lot. <laughs> and he did it often. <laughs> That's what I mean. I was like, whoa, he really knows the Bible. Good for him. Yeah. Even when somebody else quotes the Bible, he can, <laughs> he can like you quote paraphr- them. <laughs> you paraphr- oh, by the way, you just paraphrased the Bible. <laughs> 
Totally. But but I will say just to, since we haven't mentioned Candace Cameron Bray's characters, Maggie, again, her name, character's name is Maggie. Her husband's name is Eric. We haven't mentioned anything about Eric. He will say he was trying to be semi the comic relief by having some cheesy jokes every now and then. Yeah, his dad jokes were good. Yeah, good dad jokes there. So I'll give him that. Well, and he was also pissed at her about, hey, like, why didn't you tell me we're going to Ohio when I have like all this work to do? Like, what are you doing, Candace? She's like, I just need to, we just need to spend Christmas and do all the Christmassy things and do this and do that. And he was like, girl, we have jobs. Like, did you forget? (laughs) I was on his side when she was like, I don't want to talk right now. And he's like, wait a minute. You didn't let me get away with that. I got in trouble for saying I don't want to talk right now. Mm -hmm. Why do you get to say I don't want to talk right now? Not me. That's ridiculous. And I'm glad he called her on it. I don't know. It was, it was a funny interaction. I'll say that (laughs) because I felt like he was very valid in what he was saying. He was like, Hey, I have all this work to do. And you know, why are you planning trips without telling me? (laughs) And she had a lot of work to do too. She kept checking her phone. Oh yeah. She's like a realtor. And she's like, I'm just going to get somebody else to do all my stuff. And he's like, (laughs) I can't do that. (laughs) She was getting really, really obsessed with Christmas activities and going to visit her brother. And that's just, I'm not watching this one again. I really I'm sorry. I Me wish. neither. I get it. You know, there's another movie. It's not identical, but it's got a lot of the same themes. I believe it's called Angels in the Snow. It's quite old and it starred Christy Swanson and Chris Potter. It was the story of a family that gets snowed in in a mountain cabin and these strangers come along and need help and they help them and and the strangers bring them all together and they're all one big happy family again at the end of the movie and then they find out that the strangers had died in a car accident and were actually ghosts. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. It wasn't a comedy. It's very heartfelt. It reminded me of this and so much better. So I probably won't be watching this again and I do a lot of Lifetime. They do have a balance of these just dramatic films and they do a great job of being able to pull at your heartstrings. But I think the key thing is that the story does go somewhere. Like there is like a climactic moment that you're building towards. And then you feel this resolution afterwards. Uh, so that's probably the key miss here. I mean, great try, you know, good to check it out, but probably, hopefully it'll get better. I'm curious if, if CCB is going to continue doing more of the dramatic roles or if she's going to do some more of the lighthearted ones like Danica just did or if this is where she feels she's thriving and wants to be and I like, mean this could have been one of the reasons that she wanted to leave Hallmark perhaps Hallmark wasn't letting her do any dramatic roles and was just pigeonholing her into Christmas rom-coms and she just wanted to branch out a little bit and I don't fault her for that especially if they were boxing her into that and this is definitely a departure and I applaud her, her guts and her gusto for doing it and going for it yeah I'm, it's okay because Waiting in the Wings is Lacey Chabert to be the Queen of Christmas for Hallmark and gladly taking it on. Actually, that is an official statement because I read a news article that came up in my feed because now my feed's all full of all of these like Christmas movie articles. And apparently there was an Instagram post or something. Someone was commenting, oh, Lacey Chabert, the new Queen of Christmas for Hallmark. And then she liked the comments. It was almost like she was agreeing. Yeah, yeah it's like when you get a promotion at work that you've deserved for a long time. She's probably like thinking, this is the moment. This is where... My 
my life just goes up a notch. Even though she was great before, I just feel like with Candace Cameron Bure out of the way, she can really shine now. Yeah. Now, Danielle, because you mentioned, you know, things in the media and what we've been seeing, I'm sure a lot of our listeners have heard about what's been going on with Candace Cameron Bure, Jojo Siwa, and a plethora of other celebrities who have tuned in. And we do want to read a quick statement from us here at Podcast in a Pear Tree. This is going to cover it. Here we go. We here at Podcast in a Pear Tree believe that love is love and people should be able to marry whoever they love. Candace Cameron Bure's recent comment to the Wall Street Journal saddened us. We recognize her right to an opinion that differs from ours and further recognize her right to express that opinion and move to a network that will support her in expressing it. Though disappointed, we're here to have fun and review holiday films, and that is what we will continue to do. Done. So it's hard to compare Gak and Hallmark. Yeah. But let's talk about it a little bit. The first thing that I want to bring up here is one of the things I'm noticing between Hallmark movies and Gak movies is Hallmark movies, when they're in their color correction process, they are saturating their colors. Mm. And so they're bright and almost Mm. cartoonish. And I don't think Gak is doing any color correction no. and so it's kind of really got this dull grab yeah. dull look no. just the yes. look of the movie and that's not yes. what i want in my holiday i want my holiday to be bright so i want great. my holiday to be cartoonish i want my holiday to be fun and heartwarming too but i want it to be fun and it's just easier i think with hallmark so that's a recommendation for gack and their editors maybe punch up your color saturation that could be a quick and easy fix I agree with you, Erin Lee, because when we were watching Christmas at the Drive-In, I just felt like there was something missing. And I think that's what it was because, you know, you're used to seeing Danica and you're just like, wow, she's just so amazing. And this is a really great movie I'm watching. I'm having fun and I love it. And I watched that and I just felt like, yeah, what is this? It just feels a bit matte, like a bit dull. Like it just felt like... Flat. I don't know, just visually and with everything else too. Totally agree. There's a lull of wanting to be in a dream sequence and putting me to sleep. Thank you for pointing that out, Erin Lee. I I agree. And I think that's one of the big differences that I've noticed is that Hallmark and Lifetime as well, because let's face facts, Santa Boot Camp was a good time. Hallmark Mm -hmm. and Lifetime are fun. I haven't Mm -hmm. had a lot of fun on GAC yet. Mm-hmm. So maybe bring in a different writer, punch up your jokes. I hate to say it, Candace, if you're trying to avoid Christmas rom-coms, sure, you can avoid them, but your network of which you are the chief creative officer should not be avoiding them because that's what we want. Yes. Well, she knows what works. She's been with Hallmark for, for ages. She knows. I just feel like she's going in this whole other direction. And I think her color saturation was also boosted a little bit in a Christmas present. I think they did some color correction on hers. No, I would agree with that because she did look really good. I thought about Christmas in Pine Valley, which I said, oh, skip, skip. And I, I stand by skip. But it had some fun moments. They just didn't execute them well and they didn't make it cheerful. It wasn't fun. If I can't laugh at A Hot Cocoa Christmas, which I'm going to watch because I like that title. <laughs> I I haven't even seen good. that title. Where's that? It's A Hot Cocoa Christmas. It's on GAC, right? I think it's a newer one that they are promoting. I don't it know. Was, what it, it was on Christmas at the, the drive-in. It was on the film. It was like, on the film, but it is on GAC now. 
now. I yeah, think it, it premiered actual, recently. So that, that film with that very meta situation where we see a film mm-hmm. within a film, that was yes. what was oh, happening. We've seen that. Netflix pioneered that. <laughs> so, I mean, we just saw it in Howl at the Howie. So the one thing though I noticed on GAC is that they are soliciting feedback. They're like, tell us what you think of our movies. Scan this QR code. Mm, maybe. I made that comment to Sherry the other day. You know, I was like, I'm going to scan that and I'm just going to put repetitive and boring. <laughs> that's how I felt about the movies. I mean, they have two of Hallmark's biggest actresses and we're still feeling flat. Like, that's not good. You know what I mean? There's like a lot of work to be done here, I think. That's what I've been saying. Should, I'm like, give them a decade. It give should be a, a home run, though, with CCB and Danica. It should be a home run for them. And it's still not. So that's how you know they have kinks to work out. I agree. Totally. Call out the Holly. We're all watching it again. A Christmas present. We're all skipping it. Correct? You know what, though? I will say this is the exact same feeling that I've gotten for the past, maybe for sure, two Candace Cambray Christmas premieres. I don't know. Do I have really high expectations or are they just all kind of wah, wah? The Christmas contest last year was better than this. Oh, definitely was. It you're was right. better. Yeah, you're, so, you're, you're 100%. I always forget about that one. I, I mean, it wasn't good. I, it was not great, but it was better than this. They had funny names for their teams. It had some cute elements. This, yeah, it was fun. It was fun in comparison. I get the story you want to tell us, Candace, but you've got to make it fun. At least a little bit. I think she tried with her million Christmas activities, but still didn't work. (laughs) And I wanted to do some of them. At any rate, folks, thank you for listening to our double header. We had so much fun doing this. Please rate and follow. Those are the right words, I think. Rate and follow. And if you feel so inclined, we would love it if you would click and write a review for us. And be sure to find us where you find all your podcasts. Bye. 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 Bye.